Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. We are in Luke chapter 13 this evening, Luke chapter 13, a message titled, The Narrow Way. Now, I remember when I was on the swim team, we did some swimming safety kind of lifeguard training. And, you know, they, they showed us all that, you know, somebody's drowning. Here's this big, long, the best way to get somebody out of the pool who's drowning is this big, long pole. It's funny because when, when our kids are having trouble in the pool or something like that, my wife jumps in and all her clothes on and everything. I just get a stick. <laughs> a stick, it works perfect. They grab onto the end of the stick and I pull them to safety, right? That's all they need. Because what happens when you jump in and somebody is struggling and they think they're dying, they think they're drowning, they are drowning, what happens oftentimes? They pull you right down with them. They, they fight you because they, they want to be saved, but they want air so bad that they're going to push you down to try to get a breath. And, and so many people died. I remember just like three years ago in America Falls Reservoir, like four people in a row died trying to save one person. Jumping in one after the other, trying to save somebody, and they all perished. Because when you need to be saved, sometimes you don't realize how desperate your situation is. And, and so you fight the person who's trying to help you. But I have never seen a better illustration than that movie, 13 Lives. And I don't know if you've seen it, but it's, it's a true story, so you know how it ends if you watch the news at all on the whole situation. But those those 13, 12 soccer players and their coach went into this cave, you know, and then you wonder, how would that even happen? You know, but, you know, it shows in the movie that they go way deep into this cave, and, and then the, the rain started coming, and they did not stop coming, and they kept coming, and they kept coming, and, and there's a lot of places in the mountain where the water just pours directly into the cave, and there's high and low places, and they went up and down and up and down till they got to this really far deep place, and then the water level rose above many of the places that they had to come out, and there was just no way out miles and miles of, well, I don't know how long it was, but it was a long way in the cave where these guys had climbed into when it was seemingly sunny outside, but then monsoon came early, and, and then they bring these guys in, and they have to put them under. They have to, they have to submit themselves to anesthesia because if they're not anesthetized, then they will fight once they start to think that they're in danger under that water, and the only way they can bring these kids out one at a time is to put them under anesthesia, and these guys risking their lives pulling them out through this tunnel. Absolutely, uh, you know, maybe th thought, you know, unethical to put a child under to pull them out, which was a big question, but the because, uh, I mean, they could die so easily. You know, they don't know if, if water's getting into their mask, you know, they're under the water pulling the kid along. They don't know if the kid's drowning. They don't know it. You know, and, and there's just all these problems, but, but to, to bring these kids out, and the kids have to submit to that. Okay, you know, I, I could stay in the cave and hope for the best as the water level continues to rise because the monsoon started coming again 
even after it stopped for a while, it started coming again. The water level's rising. It's now or never. And they, they did. They submitted to it. And, and rescue workers died. A, a one guy died, at least, doing that. And, and what a perfect illustration is that Jesus would come into this world knowing there is no way you're going to survive on your own. You have to submit to death, in a sense. You have to submit to being completely in my hands so that I can pull you through. Otherwise, you're going to perish. And, and I can't think of a better illustration. And it's not easy when it comes to that for people to humble themselves and yield themselves to God. So I think I can save myself. I think I can get through it. I think I'll be okay. I think I can be good enough. I think that my good deeds will outweigh my bad deeds. I think that if I just find a different way where I can earn something or I can do something or there has to be a better way than to humble myself and to say, I can't, I'm worthless, I'm a sinner, I need someone to save me, to rescue me. Now, why do you think Jesus is a savior? He's not a savior because you're a great chap or you can, you can do it. You know, you're good enough. No. And it squishes our self-esteem all the way to the bottom to realize that I'm not good enough, I'm not bright enough, I'm fallen, I'm broken, and I need someone to rescue me. And that's what salvation is. And that's the first step to salvation. It's A, admit you're a sinner. Who wants to do that? My wife and I are reading a book called, I think it's Unveiled. It's about a Muslim woman who, who got saved, and she said the hardest thing was is to tell my mom. You know, she's, she's talking to her mom, and her mom's asking questions. Her mom was healed. You know, she prayed for her, and the Lord healed her. They're in Pakistan, so it was like ultra dangerous to be a Muslim there. Her mom's already beaten her several times because when she found out she was a Christian. But, but she's like, you know, her mom had been healed. She prayed for her brother. Her brother was healed. Her mom saw it. She couldn't deny it that Jesus healed them. But to admit that she was a sinner? Oh, you can't admit you're a sinner. There's no, you can't admit that. And it's like, that's anathema in Islam. You can't admit that you're a sinner. You can't admit you've done anything wrong. And, and yet that's what she had to do. And what a difficult step that was for her. But you, what a difficult step that is for anybody. You know, we think of ourselves, and I'm, pr- you know, I'm proud of myself, and I'm, you know... I'm not a, I've got a, I have a good self-esteem. I'm not going to say I'm a sinner. I'm a worthless, you know, offensive to God, you know, or something like that. But that's the first step. To admit I'm a sinner. And then the second is to believe that Jesus died for my sins. And that's, that's, that brings us even more humbling because now I couldn't do it, so somebody had to do it for me. Jesus had to die so that I could be forgiven because if he didn't die, then I wouldn't be forgiven. Some people just don't want that. But then we also know that Jesus died, and because he had no sin, the grave couldn't hold him, and he broke the grave, he broke death, and he rose the third day. And anybody who puts their trust in him, the Bible would tell us, would not perish but have everlasting life. That's the good news. That's why it's good news. We talk about this a lot, but I think it's kind of worth repeating. The fact is that there's a lot of good newses out there, but how many of them really are good news? You know, I mean, is it good news that you, you know, if you do this, you know, whole bunch of work and, you know, live this monastic lifestyle and, and live that straight and narrow life, it, it, and then you can maybe make it to God if you're good enough? Is that good news? 
No, especially when we know ourselves and we know that we're, we're sinners. It's not good news. And yet, is it good news that Jesus came and paid it all for you and he loves you so much that he just wants to take you home with him? Is that good news? Yeah, that's good news. He did it all. And, and that's the only good news. Every other religion has bad news. You know, even the ones who have a, you know, kind of a grace type of, the, you know, like the, the whole Buddhist thing, you know, if you just meditate on Amitabha Buddha, you know, and you meditate on Amitabha, if you say his, if you proclaim his name, then Amitabha Buddha can get you into enlightenment without having to go through all the eight steps or whatever. Seems like grace. It kind of seems like, but there's no relationship. There's no relationship with God. There's no, it's just the, the freedom from suffering. That's all it is. There's no God. There's no eternal life. It's just nothingness. You know, if you can meditate on Amitama Buddha. Not very exciting. But Jesus is the one who came and died for us because he loves us. He loves us and he paid for us with his own blood. And then the third step is to confess that Jesus rescued you. And, and tell everyone else that you owed your life to him because he, he did everything for you and there's nothing you could have done to save yourself, but Jesus did it all. That's also humbling. To admit that I can't do it, that Jesus did it, and, and I, I'm, I have to go out and tell everybody, I couldn't do it. I failed. So Jesus did it for me. And you should, you should realize you're a failure too. <laughs> but we already know that we're a failure. We already know that we can't do it. So there's nothing self-glorifying in any of that. It takes humility. Yet, even with that, even that that's what the church is, and if you haven't figured that out yet, hopefully this is an eye-opener to you. This isn't about how good you are, how hard you're trying. This is about you needing to be rescued and you re recognizing that. And, and crying out to Jesus for help, and then he saves you. And then you, living a life of complete trust in him that he did it all. And that, that's the narrow way. That's the straight gate. And yet still there are fakes within the kingdom of God telling you that you have to behave in order to earn God's favor. You have to do this or you have to do that or you have to be this type of a person and if you're that, and God's going to strike you down and God must be super disappointed in you. No, it, it's, it's the faith. It's our faith that makes him well-pleasing with us. It's our, I trust you for everything, Jesus. That's what makes us pleasing before the Lord. The straight and narrow is Jesus himself. Jesus is the door. He is the gate. And he's saying, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Weary and heavy with what? Trying to live the straight and narrow. <laughs> you know, it's beating ourselves up. You know, God must be disappointed to me today, you know. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.